Yo, and hello everybody, Mike here, Baseball Collector. Tonight, I'm on Bench Clear Media doing another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard Podcast. It is hard sometimes, I forget what I'm doing and what shows I'm doing. I love being involved in this community and doing so much different things that uh, sometimes I forget where I am. But I do know what season it is, and it is Hall of Fame season. I know a few weeks ago, I talked about with Frank going through all the guys that were on the ballots for the uh, era committees and then who got in. And it was awesome to see six players get elected by the era committees. Lots of them overdue. Minnie Minoso and Tony Oliva and Buck O'Neill for crying out loud. It's just awesome. And Jim Cott and I'm missing a few others, but point being six new members of the hall of fame class for 2022 through the era committees. Now the writer's ballots are all turned in. They were required to be turned in by December 31st. And the question is, is anybody going to get in? Does anybody deserve to get in? And it'll be very interesting to see this year. We're going to go through what balloting has been submitted so far. And I'm going to do this with my hall of fame brother from another mother, Ray from Philly. Hey, Ray, how you doing, man? Hey, Mike, what's going on? It's the best time of the year. I, I Let me apologize first for saying this or telling you that I'm very sorry that I only have you on during Hall of Fame season on my show. <laughs> yeah, but I'm honored because this is my favorite time of the year. So, Yeah, and I, know. I tell this story a lot, but you were the first guy in the community that I became friends with, that I actually reached out to and talked to beyond, you know, comments on YouTube videos. You were the first mm -hmm. one that I called and, and you were really super nice to me and yeah, let's talk cards, you know I mean? And, <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. And that was four, seven five, years, six, seven, seven years ago. Oh my God. 15. Yeah. I'm going to have a, I'm going to do a whole video about how we all have these different lives. I have my normal life and then I have my hobby life. And how different they are, you know, just, it's so funny, but I, I appreciate your friendship all these years and oh, absolutely. You, you've been a great friend and I've loved talking all of this stuff with you. It's like, we speak the same language and we understand each other. And, but what's interesting about what we're going to do tonight is I don't think we're going to, in fact, I know we're not going to agree on everything and that's okay. That's what the hall of fame debate is about is that there are differences of opinion and, you know, we have 400 writers that are all subjecting their opinions for vote. And uh, what is it about the Hall of Fame, Ray, that you just love so much? Oh, the, the history of the Hall of Fame, the recognition that the greats of the greats get recognized. And I've said this before, the Hall of Fame and the hobby, the hobby of car collecting just goes hand in hand because the fact that, no, that you have it's already great, great enough that you have a piece of history. Then to know that this, you see a player that you, you purchased or you, you had and you got graded or whatever, and then to watch them get inducted just makes the it makes it even it just makes it even more special. So they go hand in hand, definitely. The Hall of Fame and car collecting is is synonymous with each other. Do you think? And I and I hear this from some people, and I want to get your opinion on it that. The Hall of Fame is being watered down that the, you know, 
they're letting in kind of letting in everybody and this whole thing. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? I totally disagree with that because there's been thousands of players that have played in the history of this game. And we're still at less than 1% of people that are of players that are in the hall of fame. So to me, it's still, it's still elite, you know, whether it takes a player five years, 10 years, or move to a veterans committee ballot, they're still the elitist players of all the players that got in. It's still, it, it's still the toughest hall of fame to get in of all the four major sports. So no, totally true. <clears throat> you know, there are definitely some players in the hall of fame that I think we would both agree that we wouldn't vote for. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. I'm not talking to Harold. Ba Wait, yes, I am talking about. It. No, I'm just <laughs> beyond Harold Baines. There are plenty of players that you can really scratch your head and go, mm -hmm. wow, this guy's a hall of famer. What? Yeah. But the, reality of it is to me it's celebrating the game it's celebrating the history of the game as you mentioned i think mm -hmm. that's important and you have to tell the story of the game yep. good and bad right and right. that's going to lead to our discussion probably on the first few players we talk about but i i i don't think it's watered down i don't feel that way i am a big hall guy i'm kind mm -hmm. of let more in than less but i think the the writers have done a pretty good job over the years yeah. electing deserving players. Uh, and I think the era committees has done a good job adding in players that might've gotten overlooked in their time. And so I have no, you know, again, there are players that I would disagree that are in there and there are other player, people that would say that person absolutely should be in there. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, if they're in or not, it doesn't affect me. Right. I'm mm -hmm. good for them. You know, right. I don't think less of the Hall of Fame because of that, if that makes any sense. That, right. that, that's my ultimate opinion is, mm -hmm. OK, Harold Baines is in. So what? That doesn't diminish the Hall of Fame for me. And it makes me sad that pe some people feel that way, really. Right. Because I think they're there's just letting stuff bother them that shouldn't. But there's and, you know, I, I read a book this year called the Kate Cooperstown Case Book by Jay Jaffe. And he has a, a and it's about players who who are in that shouldn't be in and players that aren't in that should be in. And there is a numerous amount of players, a lot more players that were way less deserving than Harold Baines, believe it or not. I know, you know, a lot of people are angry at the Harold Baines situation, but believe me, there's players uh, from the thirties and forties that you look at their numbers and you're like, how did they get in? And the book is based on a lot of cronyism going on between uh I think it was Frankie Frisch who was with the Cardinals and um, a former giant. Um, I can't remember his name, but they voted for a lot of their former players and guys who played for their teams and the Cardinals and the giants and guys that totally, totally did not deserve either traditional stats or even saber metrics. So I think people need to maybe just take a, a step back on Harold Baines a little bit and say, there's at least 20 to 30 players that were a lot worse than him that should not be in yeah for sure and i would i would say that no system is perfect you can't make right. a perfect system and so because it's imperfect and it's run by people uh you're gonna have human gonna have issues but my i would just tell people just enjoy it for what it is just exactly celebrate the history of the game celebrate these great players 
again, whether you yeah. personally think they're deserving or not, and I'm talking to everyone out there that's listening or watching, hey, just, hey, you can't change it, so just embrace it. That's and and it's, a, it's a good thing because you, I, I think it represents the game so much better to have more people walking this earth that are in the Hall of Fame. You know, the Robin Younts and the Wade Boggs of the world. I mean, it just – it does – the, the game and the history of the game better to have more people that are, that are alive, that they're walking around that you can meet or you can see or whatever. It just, it, it helps it, it helps its cause. And I think it just does the hall of fame and the game of baseball a lot better. The more that you have in that are walking around on this planet while they're still alive, the better. I, it's a great sentiment. Let's get to the ballot. Um, yeah. I did, if you remember, I did, uh, a hall of fame ballot and i and i pulled the community on with using the writer's ballot everybody's like why isn't pete rose on there why isn't so and so i'm like no no, no. I, I just put the writer's ballot out that they got to vote on right and it was amazing only one player got in and that was kurt Schilling, based on the you know survey of 155 community members out there that voted and that was kind of surprising to me right uh but what we but who really gets to vote? Our votes matter for zero, but the writers do get to vote. So the criteria for a writer to be able to vote, just so everybody knows, is they have to have been a member of the BBWAA for 10 years um, covering baseball. This is probably going to be a little hard to see. I'm going to try to make it a little bit larger. Is that a little better, Ray? Oh, much better. Okay. So what this is, is a, is a website, a tracker that's run by a guy named not Mr. Tibbs. That's his, uh, his name. You can just Google this baseball 22 baseball hall of fame tracker and you'll find it. It's out there. Uh, it's a public site, I mean, like free deal to go check out where the balloting is. And he receives votes from, you know, direct message, Instagram website posts, Twitter, you name it. You know, he's collecting this as much data as he can find. He and his team, it's not just one guy anymore bunch of people that are working on this and so you can see uh along the left who all voted who they voted for it, it's an incredibly complex spreadsheet right you, you yeah. would agree like there's a lot yeah. going on here uh so i would tell people go to that and check it out if you want to kind of see if your favorite who your favorite writer voted for or you know who people didn't vote for so far there have been by the way uh i think it's four blank ballots have been turned in right now um it tells us over here somewhere okay here we go yeah four blank ballots have been turned in so far meaning writers that said nope nobody deserves to get in almost half the ballots used all 10 of their votes they can vote for up to 10 players and yeah. So right now, as of the day we're recording this, which is January 12th, 150, 161 votes have been turned in. Nine of them are anonymous. That's about 41% of the expected right. count. Right. And you need 75% to get in, obviously. This will be announced. Tell everybody, Ray, when they're going to announce if anybody does get elected. January 25th. So that That's starts at around five o'clock, I think. Yeah. Eastern, yeah. six o'clock Eastern, maybe. I think it's well, the coverage is going to probably be all day, which I know I'll be watching <laughs> all day that day. 
Uh, but the announcement, I think, is usually around 6 p.m. Eastern time. Right. And that's on MLB Network. Just MLB knows. Network, yeah. So if you have MLB Network and you want to watch that, it's a it's a very fun uh, discussion and to watch yeah. all the debate and all that. So we're going to do a little debating of our own here, Ray. Um, one thing I just want to lay out there, we're not going to cover a lot of the players that are under 5% right now because – they're either a going to fall off the ballot or b not get in i mean certainly not going to get in and so i just i don't want to spend a lot of time on those guys right uh just for the sake of being able to spend more time on the the guys that have a legitimate shot we're just Mm -hmm. going to do this alphabetically because that just seems like the easiest thing to do bobby abreu is first he's currently at 11.8 percent probably stay on the ballot this is third year on the ballot i think he'll stay on the ballot what's your thoughts on bobby abreu well he's he's done he's projected better each year um what's really cool about this tool it'll show you the past history here and in his first year which was 2020 abreu got uh six percent of the votes and then last year uh he did a little bit better with 9.9 and this year he's at 11.8. 11.8. So he's only going up a tick each year, but irregardless, he is moving in the right direction. Um, do I think he gets in this year? No. Do I think he eventually gets in? I'm going to say no, and this is going to be a shock to my Philly fans. I think he has a better shot moving on to the errors committee, uh, but it does his cause better if he stays on the whole 10 years Uh on the errors committee, it'll just, it just improves his resume when he moves over to the errors committee. Do you think Abreu, like, would you vote for Bobby Abreu? On this ballot with the players that I see on here now? No. Okay. I would not only not vote for him on this ballot, but any ballot. Uh, (laughs) If he was the only guy on the ballot, I would have no, no vote. I just don't think he has the numbers. And he had a great career. This isn't like knocking Bobby. Anytime you say no to the Hall of Fame, it's not Mm -hmm. they're a bad player or that they didn't do some great things. This is the Hall of freaking Fame, right? Right. This isn't. And so to me, a player has to have been. And what's cool, Ray, about you and I, we're both, you know, let's just say we're seasoned veterans of baseball, meaning. I watched every one of these players on this ballot their entire career. I saw their entire career. Not necessarily a fan of that team or whatever, but I got to right. see all these guys play. And so to me, you know, statistics matter. Longevity matters. Milestones matter. Eye test matters. Mm-hmm. Right? Those sure. things, Those are the things I care about. I care a whole lot more about their production on the field than how they are off the field. Uh, who was it? I was watching a deal about Dave Parker uh, last night. You and I were talking yeah. about it. It's a it's a MLB Network presents kind of deal. It was a great documentary about Dave Parker, his career, his life after he's you know dealing with Parkinson's and all that. Right after that, I I was on the fence on Parker. I th- I thought yeah I would vote for him. After watching that, I'm 100% convinced that I would yeah. that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But during that, they were talking about there was something. Some I think 
somebody said it. I think it was Pete Rose or something like watch the game or watch. If you watched him play, you would have no question that he's all a famer. Yeah. And that's what, you know, we can say we watched all these players, right? So yeah, we, we yeah, can, I mean, he was a fantastic player and he was the best player for a good during his peak years, five, six year stretch. He won an yeah. MVP, won a batting title, two batting titles. Uh, Two, two batting games. titles. Yeah. So, I mean, this, he was a dominating player. It wasn't something that you'd have to say, well, he wasn't the best at his, he was the best at his position for quite a few years. So. And, and I think you have to look at the era too, right? That they played yeah. in and what it was like and, and take that into context. And, and Dave Parker's a guy that I watched the end of his career intently. I probably didn't start watching baseball till the early 80s, really. But, you know, he was still playing and he was really good for the Reds in 85 and 86 and played for the A's World Championship. It, this isn't about Dave Parker. It's just giving an example of an eye test, an eye test kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Of guys that uh, we saw that, you know, you could tell by watching him play because you watched him play. This guy was a Hall of Fame player. Well, we're going to go ahead since uh, we're doing this alphabetically, we're going to get to controversial person number one pretty quick here and that's Barry Bonds he's on his last year on the ballot uh last year he got 61.8 percent of the vote he was quite a bit short and you know he was tracking he and Clemens were tracking to be based on the tracker in the Hall of Fame last year but they never have all the votes. It's it's they get most of them, you know, 75, 80 percent. Right. But then the other ballots are counted. And, so, you know, it's sorry. a significant drop that day of the election. Drop. That's right. It's usually so, about 10 percent. Yeah. But for them, it's uh, it was 12, you know. Yeah. So they were tracking. They're higher this year. Uh, Bonds has actually gained uh, two net votes. One person voted for did not vote is not voting for him this year that has voted for him in the past. Three have voted for him that did not vote for him in the past, meaning a net two vote. So if we say right. that, that's what that means. He's up two, which is not enough. You know, he needed 53 last year to get in, 53 votes. But right now he's at almost 80%, 79.5. Right. And uh Barry Bonds. Hall of Famer or not Hall of Famer to you? Oh, he, he, <laughs> best player I've ever seen in my life, in my lifetime. All around five tool. If they can include a six tool with him, they could, you know, for IQ, it was him. He was the best all around player, without doubt, Hall of Fame player. Uh, do I think he gets in this year? No. I think that 79% is going to be higher. It's going to be higher than the 61 last year. But uh, I don't even think it's going to finish in, at 70. I think he's going to drop to somewhere around 67, 68%. And, uh, but do I think he will get in the future? Yeah, I, I really do. I think – and I, what's helping also – if he would have had the 15 years like they used to have, now it's down to 10 years, I think hands down he would have got in on the 15-year ballot because the voters now are a much younger generation – and they're more lenient on looking at the PED era, that steroid era. They're not really, they weren't around. They were kids or something, you know, they just weren't uh, privy to 
some of the older voters out there are voting at that dead against the PED guys. The voters now are a lot of them are a lot younger. That's why you've seen his votes go up. So if he had 15 years, it would have been a piece of cake. Whether his peers will vote for him when he gets into the errors committee, I'm I'm 50-50 sure on that. That's going to be really tough. If he if they kept it at 15 years, he would have got in. Yeah. You know, so many people have this is such a polarizing topic, you know, the the PED issue. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are so adamant for it, for letting these guys in. So many people right. that are so adamant. No, they cheated, period, paragraph. You know, Barry Bonds is not the home run king. Hank Aaron is. Well, when I look at baseball reference, it shows Barry Bonds at the top. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. People can say that all they want. That doesn't make it true. I can right. say this guy is red, but it, this guy is going to be blue. Right. Barry Bonds is the home run king. Yep. Regardless of how you feel about it, that doesn't change the reality of it. It is what it is, yeah. And that's not to belittle people that are are very against the cheaters getting in. I watched Barry Bonds. I can tell you he was the best player I ever saw. And it's not even close. Griffey's second. I would I would say Griffey's the second best player I've ever seen. Uh, and it's and it's still not even close. Right. And Griffey was clean. Most people think. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know Griffey was clean, by the way. I don't know that. That's the presumption, yeah. The presumption is that he was clean, and I, I would imagine he was. But Bonds, it, God, home runs. It's team, tough. It's so tough. It is really tough. I would vote for Barry Bonds and not lose yeah. a wink of sleep over it. Oh, if I was on this ballot, if I was, I would vote for Barry Bonds. So let's say that Bonds does, because I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get it on this ballot. I don't think Clemens will either. Uh, this is being both of their last years. But if you're going to collect Barry Bonds, most people have Barry Bonds cards in their collections, but the card they use for the uh, future uh, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer is the 86 Fleer update card, which is a really great Barry Bonds card. And I'm, I'm one of the guys that believes these update cards are their rookies. I don't call any of Barry Bonds 87 cards his rookie cards. Me neither. I call, this is his rookie card. 86. Exactly. He's got an 86 Fleer. He's got an 86 Tops traded. Traded. Think of it like we don't call Trout's 2012 card his rookie card. His rookie we always update his rookie card. Bingo. Same, oh, this, is, this is an update card, a traded yep. card. Used to be called up. I mean, that you could synonymously call it update. Uh, these are update cards. Right. They are his rookies to me. They want to call it XRC, whatever. It's still a rookie card. Well, they used to, right? Uh, yeah, back yeah. in the day, that's the old Beckett XRC. Yeah. <laughs> but I just call them now. That's his rookie card. It was it's a rookie card <laughs> everywhere. You could get them in sets all over the place. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Eighty-seven stuff is not Barry Bonds's rookie cards. I, I, I totally agree. If you feel that way, uh, I don't have. I don't even think I have any of his 87 stuff. I have his Fleer update. I have his Donners, the rookies, you know, I'd like to get the top straight in. He also has the Tiffany trade it. I don't even look at his 80, his yeah. 87 stuff. Uh, Bond's autographs are actually pretty expensive. He has a very popular, he's very popular in the hobby uh, for good reason. Cause he was awesome. And uh, 
so his autographs are not cheap, but uh, so we, I don't, we both think Barry Bonds will not get in. We both think he should get in. And, and I think he ultimately will on an errors committee. I don't know if it'll be the first era committee that he's on. Right. They might want to kind of quote unquote punish him a little. Uh, right. Next up is Roger Clemens, because again, these guys are uh, right next to each other in the alphabet. Clemens right now is 78.3. He's actually got two less votes than Bonds, and that's never made any sense to me. I I don't understand how you can vote for Bonds and not Clemens or vice versa. Like, they kind of go hand in hand. They played pretty much the same time. And how can you, like, how can you not say Clemens yeah. is a Hall of Famer, but Bonds is? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. <clears throat> but... Even still, he has two less votes. So it's two yeah. two writers voted for Bonds that have not voted for Clemens. Um, you can make an argument, a, a real strong argument, that he's the greatest right-handed pitcher of all time. A, a very strong argument. I mean, I, I don't know if you've noticed that. I, I've seen him pitching at, for in college games now at like 50-some years old, overweight, and striking him out. Now, I know these are college players, but it balances out. He's at like 56, and he's still thrown by. Like, he's trying to tell people, like, like, hey, look, I really didn't need any performance-enhancing drugs. You know, be, I, I was the best. You can make a real strong argument. Uh, I have Seaver, you know, and, and Clemens, like, one and two for <laughs> There was this guy named Walter Johnson. He was pretty good, too. And Grover Cleveland, right. You know, yeah, but I think you have to do look at it as in eras, right? And yeah, I could make an argument for Greg Maddox, too, greatest right-handed pitcher of all time. Yeah, I, I go pre-war. So, yeah, there's a lot of great guys, right? Right. But Clemens won seven freaking Cy Youngs. <laughs> Cy Youngs. Uh, and four thousand right. strikeouts, three hundred wins. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, so Clemens, I don't think we'll get in. No. I would vote for yeah. him, no question. I, same here. Uh, so next up, we start getting into the let's call them non non roid guys. But Clemens' rookie card, of course, is the eighty four Fleer update. Yep. It is not eighty five tops, eighty five Donruss, or eighty five Fleer. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> it's nope. Eighty four Fleer update. He has one rookie card, which is actually right. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, the only one smart enough to make an eighty four card of Clemens was Fleer. So it was Fleer. Yeah. Todd Helton. <clears throat> interesting case, Todd Helton is. Very interesting. Uh, he's currently at 57.1%. Last year he was at 45. He's definitely been tracking up. This is his fourth year on the ballot. Yes. He's kind of been inching up. Thoughts on Helton? Right. I don't think he gets enough votes this year, but like you said, first year, 16%. Uh, second year, he, he did better again that year. He got 31 Last year, 41. This year, he's above 50%. He's at, uh, what did we say? 50, yeah. He's definitely projecting. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I'm not looking at the course field factor whatsoever. Um, I, I'm just looking at this guy's performance on the field. He's a great contact hitter. Uh, do I think this year he gets the 75%? No. But I do think he gets in on the BBWAA during his 10 years. 
would you vote for Todd Hilton? This year? Yes. Yeah. Any, well, I, I'm a big believer. If you're going to vote for him, you're going to vote for him either now or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, there's rarely more than 10 guys that I feel deserve on any given ballot. Uh, so I, he's one kinda, of, yeah. Bonds, Clemens and Helton right now are my three that so I, would, yeah. Helton's rookie card is 93 tops traded. Um, oh, USA team USA, which is great. He's, he's holding this Easton bat, this gold bat. And I, so I graduated high school in 92 so I'm the I'm the I'm a contemporary of Helton's, uh, and this '93 tops traded card of his isn't Garcia Parra in the same set? I think. Um, I think so. He's either nine. I think he's '92. Maybe '92. Okay. Yeah. But Helton and I are contemporary. I had the same bat. That was the exact same bat I used <laughs> in high school and college playing ball. My brother, my twin brother, who was a pitcher. He played at Vanderbilt. Helton played at Tennessee, and my brother struck out Todd Helton in a college game once. Oh wow! Uh, which is kind of cool. That's incredibly uh, cool. If uh, Helton gets in, I think I think my brother's rooting for Helton to get in. I <laughs> I would vote for Helton. Yeah. Um, I used to not. His first couple of years, I was like, no, Todd Helton's not a Hall of Famer. And then I looked at his stats, and I I, I can't. I'm, I'm with you on the whole Coors Field thing. He can't help who drafted him and who he played for. I right. mean, the fact they played in Denver, that's not his fault. Right. right? He took advantage of it. Good for him, right. you know. And there's plenty of guys that play in Coors Field that don't put up his numbers. So, you know I what mean, I mean? Like, What's helping him is Larry Walker got in. Right. He played at Coors Field, which now is helping the cause of Todd Helton. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I get it. Um, we're going to skip Ryan Howard, Tim Hudson, Tory Hunter. All are all are not going to ever get in. They're going to probably drop off the ballot. Yeah. Um, Andrew Jones next. Interesting. Another interesting case, Andrew Jones. He's currently at about 50%. Last year he was at 34%. Um, what do you think about Andrew Jones? He's projecting the same way as um, uh, Todd Helton is. Um, great defensive center fielder, multi, multi gold glove award winner. Uh, I've heard many stories from coaches saying that this was the best defensive center fielder they've ever seen, including Mays, which is a huge, huge compliment. Uh, so, you know, defensively, I, it's kind of hard. You've only seen guys like Ozzie Smith get in. Uh, his offensive numbers are really good, though. I mean, he has way over 400 career home runs. He's a little below the 2,000 hits. But do I think he gets in this year? No. He's projecting better each year, which is something you like to see. So he is getting better. Uh, but I don't think he gets in. And I would I vote for him this year? No. Yeah, I would not vote for Andrew Jones either. Uh, again, great player. Like, but is he Hall of Fame worthy? To me, he just misses the mark. Uh, but I'm not mad at people that do vote for him, I guess. That's the right. funny thing about this. It's not like I am going to pound the table and, and belittle someone <laughs> feeling that someone else is a Hall of Fame. Like, okay, you're entitled to your opinion, just as we are, right? Right. But no for me for Andrew Jones. Too. I think he eventually will, though. I do think he eventually will get in. And – Okay. 
he just wouldn't get my vote. And that's this year for me neither. Now there's too many other players, especially a lot of first year guys that are taking some votes away. There's two guys on this ballot. One of them we're going to talk about next that I do feel pretty adamantly about that. Most people disagree with me on. And again, it's okay to disagree with me, but I have long thought Jeff Kent (laughs) is no question a hall of famer. Like, I don't even know how he gets such little votes as he does currently. Never make, makes any sense to me. Uh, Jeff Kent, second baseman, his rookie card is 92 Fleer Update. And I, I don't know. I, I just have always thought of his era for second baseman, he was the best. He won, he won an MVP when Barry Bonds was at his peak. You know? Right. Uh, I don't He's know. All, he, I, I don't get it. Uh, I'm with you on Kent. I would vote for. He's got my vote this year. So there's another player that I have. He's the all-time home run leader for second baseman with 377. And I'm not sure. I can't. I don't understand why every year he's around the same. He, he's and actually he's he's down two percent this year. I just don't get it. 1300 runs scored, 1500 RBIs. Is yeah, you know, two ninety average at second five base. Time all, at second base, five time all star. I mean, his numbers are great. Yeah, and I he doesn't even sniff seventy five percent every year. I guess it's worth people thinking he didn't do it clean. I don't know. Um, I, I really can't put something really concrete I, in terms of. I think it has to do with the reputation. Uh, of him not being that great of a guy, supposedly. Right. Uh, I know Mad Dog Chris Russo is a huge fan of Jeff Kent, and he's been tooting his horn since day one. And I, and I agree, Jeff Kent should be in. And But do I think he will this year? No. And I don't think next year is 10th year he gets in next year. Neither. Absolutely an errors committee. This is a prototypical errors committee player. Yeah. The writers don't appreciate his career – the former players, general managers that vote in the ARS committees probably will. I agree. And, with the, you. and the first year too. His first year on the ARS committee, he's going. He's. I see he gets in. That, that makes sense. Uh, we're going to skip Lincecum, Joe Nathan. Uh, they're both well under five percent. David Ortiz is next. Big Poppy. Whew. Uh, interesting. Dave Poppy. Uh, Big Poppy. David Ortiz. Yeah. At 84% currently, right now, he tracks really to be the only one that actually does get elected on January 25th. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee. Like, if, if the typical dropping 10% or so. Be at 73%. <laughs> that would put him right under, and he wouldn't get in, which means we would have none elected by the writers. Oh, by the way, they didn't elect anybody last year either. It's two years. Uh, now two years in a row. Which people that say they just put everybody in. No, they, they yeah. don't, as a matter of fact. But Good point. They don't. That's, there's a good point right there. You know, Ortiz will be a Hall of Famer someday. I think he'll get in this year, personally. I think he's the only <laughs> one that will actually get in this year. You've been uh, looking at my notes, Mike. <laughs> no. We, look, that, it that's, that's my prediction. I only got one player going in this year, and he's the guy. I think I mean, he will get the 75. Let's be honest, Ray. How long have we been doing this? And together. 
like it's, it's not it's, like we don't have any experience observing this and seeing how things go and watching the games and watching the process. We kind of know our stuff here. We love yeah, all gamers. So this is this is the guy this year. I really really think he gets it. And, and all right, the the steroids with him. Supposedly he failed the test in 2003. I. Don't think it was on the Mitchell report, but he did fail a test. Even if he did fail the test in 2003, which they said he did, his best years were after that, and he passed everything after that, 04, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, and all his best years were after that. Before that, he was with the Minnesota Twins. He was kind of a eh kind of a player, and his best years were after 03. So, yeah, and he and- gets – and his personality has a lot to do with it. He's, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, kind of promungeons. You know, they're mean to the reporters and they're not going to get the votes. He's a very, very likable guy, too. Yeah, and he's so, on, you know, a lot of MLB broadcasts now. Yeah. Uh, and does a great job, by the way. Yeah. I think. And to me, David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. I would vote for him. Um, yep. I would and- vote for him, and I think he actually does. Get in this year. Yeah. Uh, Ortiz's rookies are super expensive, by the way. Talking the cardboard of it, end of it. Really expensive for his stuff. 97 Fleer. You got Fleer Tradition. He has a rookie card and he has a Fleer Ultra. Yeah. He's named David Arias on them. So just to right. <laughs> be aware of that if you're looking for those cards. Right. And, and they are not cheap. So... I'll, I'll, I don't have one, and I know you don't either, Ray. No. So we're going to have to go get him if he gets in. I'm going to have to yeah. just hook it up and pay the piper on it. Um, yeah. I just haven't been able to stomach it to this point and go, <laughs> oh, fine, you know. Uh, and it's okay. We don't have to get a 10 for this guy. I mean, a 10 is out, outrageous. Right. But to get a 9, even an 8, it's just to have the card and, uh, it, you yeah. know, to put in our post-war rookie hall of fame set registry. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt I'll buy one. It's it's just doing it now. <laughs> um okay. Papelbon will skip. I'm gonna skip Pettit too because he's only at yeah 10%. I don't I don't get why he's got 10%. I, I can't believe he's got 10, but Manny Ramirez, 39%. Been on the battle a long time, six years. This is his sixth year, I should say. Man Ram to me is a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you look at what he did, uh, he would get my vote. His rookie card is the classic 92 Bowman wearing the, you know, <laughs> looks chilling. like, yeah, chilling in his green stripe t shirt or whatever. Um, I, yeah, he got busted like twice, <laughs> right? That, see, that's the thing with me. Uh, this is our first disagreement one. I, I, Actually, what and I'm very pretty lenient. I'm pretty lenient. I wouldn't do it because he got nabbed not just once but twice. So is he a Hall of Famer to me? Without a doubt. He's one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm always the kind of person that if someone makes a mistake, they deserve a second chance. Like David Ortiz failed one since then, he never pe- failed anything and did and put up better numbers. Man, ran, man, like, what is his problem? He fails another test, and I'm like, you know what? You know, you had a chance. I can't do it. 
You know, I can't do it. Does he deserve to be in? More than most people, yeah. He's a great hitter. All right, so going with that idea, next up is Alex Rodriguez. How do you feel about A-Rod? Oh, God, this is killing me. <laughs> this is absolutely killing me. Um, well, he failed one time, or did he fail more than once? I know he was suspended. Once. Once. But he also he, was... He also failed a test in the same round of testing that uh, Ortiz, Ortiz in 2003. Know. He admitted that one, too. He said that he was in Texas, and that, that year he admitted to doing that. I, people are going to look at me like, well, how can you not vote for Manny and you're going to vote for A-Rod? I, I would vote for A-Rod. I, I just think he's a fantastic player. A you hypocrite, player. Ray. You're such a hypocrite. I know. I know. So this, is, this is killing me. I would vote for a rod. Uh, only got forty-two percent of the vote right now, which is shocking well, to me. I thought he would be higher. Yeah, if he didn't have the uh, the fail test, he would definitely he would be a first ballot. But actually, forty-two percent for a first year, you know, I think he gets in during his ten years on the ballot. Yeah, it's not uh, not this year, but I do think. Uh, you know he's trying to make amends. He's he's on TV. He's part of the game of the week with I think I think it's ESPN and uh, you know I think he does a great job too. He's with Fox by the way, but yeah, he's he does a great job too on that, which I, I think he's he trying to mend his reputation. Yeah, of being that surly guy, that kind of jerk. You know, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to like clean up his image, and which that only helps your cause. You know, helps your your quote unquote your brand. And yeah, I think I think he gets in. Not this year. Yeah, certainly not this year. I, I give it no more than five years. I don't think it takes the whole ten. But uh, his rookie ninety four SP, the foil version, great card, can actually still be found reasonably cheap. I think for yeah. what it is, um, it, really cool card. Um, that's a rod's rookie um <clears throat> scott Rowland. <laughs> by the way i would vote for a rod i wouldn't even i i can't believe who wouldn't but i yeah i, I i'm yeah, surprised he quit with four homers away from 700. yeah 696 i'm like the the no roids guys are certainly not going to vote for him but like absolutely not but I, I certainly would. Uh, okay, yeah. on to Scott Rowland. He's at 70% right now, which is great. Last year he finished at 53. He is trending, trending, trending the right way. Yeah. Here on his fifth year on the ballot. Uh, would I vote for him? Yes. Do I think he gets in? I, I don't think he will, but I've read a couple of articles this week that a couple of writers and I didn't get their names actually think that he's going to get the 75% this year. Uh, he's his, his case is really, he's, he's growing an enormous case. Uh, and especially the past two or three years, he's, I mean, I remember he was at 11% his first year to go from 11% to right now, 69.6% in five years is tremendous. That's a huge uptick. This is where the first eye test for me fails. Watching Roland during his career, durable player, solid player, no question. 
all of those things. Hall of Famer, I never thought it once watching him play during his career. And that kind of just does it for me where I'm like, mm-hmm. no. But I do have his rookie card just in case. Uh, <laughs> 95 Bowman's Best is the rookie card they use for the registry. Uh, I have that in a mint nine. Cheap card. Rel- it's kind of gotten a little more expensive lately, but it, it's still pretty inexpensive for. The tent's going through the roof. The tent's like 500 bucks right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but Roland just kind of fails that eye test for me. And, and it's, he doesn't have any major milestones statistically. And I, I could, again, I wouldn't be mad if he got in. And I'm not mm-hmm. mad at people that think he should. I just, that he doesn't, he wouldn't get my vote. That's all. I think they're leaning a little, they're, they're starting to, uh, incorporate more of the saber metrics now and right. instead of the, tra- the traditional stats saber metric wise he's i think he's in the top five of all time third baseman when it comes to like war and jaws and all that other stuff definitely top 10 like i think it's like sixth or something so and defensively he was really really good you know playing on a hot yeah. turf in philly yeah i think third basemen are just severely underrepresented in the whole it team. is it is it's the number one position that has the least amount represented right i mean you've got brooks robinson and mike schmidt of course and george brett uh ron santo eddie matthews wade boggs see we can do we there are a lot of great third base and we just rattle right. off several of them well you could see a couple in the next year you could see Roland and your guy in the future from you know beltray so well, Beltre is definitely getting in. Yeah, I agree. So you could see a couple get in in yeah. the very near future. It's kind of cool if Roland and Beltre got in on the same year because yeah. a couple third basemen. Um, yeah. I'm going to do a quick Jimmy Rollins. He's a no for me, although I'm glad he's going to probably stay on the ballot. Um, but I, I like that he's going to get a shot to kind of grow potentially his case. He's a close no for me, honestly. Okay. But what about you on Rollins? He's a, he's a, would I vote for him? Yes. He's one of my guys. Uh, he's at the same percent that Roland had in his first year, 11.8%, almost to the T. Um, I, the, my comparison that I do with Jimmy Rollins is with two other Hall of Fame shortstops, and that's Barry Larkin and Alan Trammell. Uh, Jimmy Rollins has more homers, RBIs, I think hits, runs scored, stolen base. The the thing that's hurting him is his average. His average is like 260-something. Um, his war's not good, and his, his average is not good. So Larkin has like 30-point higher batting average, I think, than Barry than uh, Jimmy Rollins does. But in all the other traditional stats, I, I'm pretty sure Rollins – has it all over Barry Larkin and they both won an MVP. They both won a world series. So there, I have him compared right next to Barry Larkin and it didn't, Larkin didn't get in for a few years. Uh, I think it was like his third or fourth attempt. So uh, I could see Rollins getting in no later than year five. Yeah. Of all the players I wouldn't vote for, I'd be the least upset if Jimmy Rollins got in, Mm. but I'm, Again, I he just wouldn't get my vote. Uh, Schilling, Ugh. talk about a man. We're going to talk about someone else that's had this happen to them also. But 
Schilling is down 18% or 18, not 18%, 18 votes from last year. And he only missed getting elected by 16 votes. He obviously had the controversy after the voting was released. Screw you, baseball writers. You know, I'll let the Veterans Committee vote me in. I don't even want you to vote for me. Take me off the ballot, which, of course, they didn't do and they shouldn't have done. That's just silly. And he's, you know, one of those loudmouth, opinionated people that should have zero relevance on whether or not they're a Hall of Famer. That just right. hurt me to no end that anybody would let that. He could say all day that he doesn't want to be in the Hall of Fame. That doesn't mean I wouldn't vote for him. That's, right. He can say it. I'm still going to vote for you if I think you should be a Hall of Famer, period. Right. Um, and it's sad that so many voters have said, well, fine, if you don't want to get in, I'm not going to vote for you. That to me is childish. That's very childish. Um, Kurt Schilling should be a Hall of Famer. The fact that he isn't in yet is silly. Uh, his rookie card, of course, is 89 Donruss. He's another one of those guys that only has one. Yeah, and which so, is great. Yeah. Uh, cheesy mustache that he has in this card. <laughs> um, but Schilling, yes. Regular season stats, yes. I actually did a comparison. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I, did, I was going to do an entire video on this, but I thought people would think I was a lunatic. I could argue that Kurt Schilling had as great of a career as Nolan Ryan. And without and Nolan Ryan didn't have the postseason success that Schilling had. But if you mm -hmm. look at their 162 game splits, mm -hmm. Schilling and Ryan are shockingly identical. It is <laughs> amazing how similar their careers were. And so <laughs> Schilling to me is no question. I would vote. I, he would be on my ballot now if I could vote. And do you think he gets in this year? Absolutely not. No, he he irreparably damaged those chances last year when he did yeah, that yeah i don't think it's right but that's the reality of it um yeah yeah he won't get in i i agree i i would vote for him yes but will he get in no here's the funny thing about kurt schilling he moves after this, this is his 10th and final year on the bbw he moves then to the today's era ballot guess when the today's era ballot comes out this end year. Of, end of 2022, yeah. End of this year. So him, Clemens, Bonds, Schilling, and the guy we're going to talk in a couple of players from now are all going to be moving from the BBWAA to the today's error ballot. So 11 months later, you're going to be back out again, which is the timing was just uncanny. I genuinely cannot wait to see how that unfolds. That's the one that I'm looking forward to because – his yeah. peers, supposedly his peers like him. The writers don't, but his peers do. So this will tell. If he doesn't get in this year on the Eris Committee, then there's a problem. Yeah, he's got bigger issues. But yeah, this year's Eric Committee, I know we're kind of jumping ahead 11 months, but you're going to have Schilling, Bonds, likely. Schilling, Stacked. Bonds, Clemens, Sosa, McGuire, Palmero, Gonzalez. Right, this Fred, thing, Fred McGriff. McGriff, it's going to be jam packed, and those guys can only vote for four guys. Yeah, oh, it's it gets worse than that. It's Bruce Bochy, who's a three time World Series champion, manager, right, manager, right? Lou, Lou Pinella, who last time was on the ballot, 
was one vote short, and history has always shown when a guy's one vote short gets in the next time. Unless this you're is, Dick Allen. Yeah, unless your name's Dick Allen. But this is stacked. Stacker that's stacked coming up in December. I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, boy, who are these peers, former players, going to vote for? Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Sosa, McGuire, McGriff, who I love. Bruce Bochy, it is stacked. It's going to be crazy. All right, enough about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to get on a tangent. No, that's okay. Uh, next is Gary Sheffield. Yes to Sheffield for me. Um, for me, I would vote for him. He was a beast when I saw him play. I mean, just terrorizing pitchers. Not, not dissimilar from Manny Ramirez, by the way. Uh, crazy wild swing, just bash the ball. Sheffield. He was, he was yeah. scary. Yeah. He was a scary yeah. hitter. Obviously, PED speculation with him. He's he's not going to get in this year. He will not get in most likely at all. He's on this eighth year on the ballot, so he's got this year and two more. He, he probably won't get in by the riders. Which too is, much to make up, yeah. Yeah, too much to make up. But Sammy Sosa, same thing. Obvious PED issues with Sosa. He'll be on the Eric committee ballot come December this year, he's only at 26%. That just boggles my mind for the guy that's hit more 60 home run seasons than anyone ever. And anyone. Um, again, it's all, all PEDs. Yeah. And, you know, Sosa was also a very likable guy when he played and, you know, yeah. had, had the love of the game that was infectious and all those things. Um, yeah. So it's just, I, I don't envy the voters. Right now, I really don't. I mean, yeah. this is like tough, really tough. Well, two more I want to talk about because we're coming up to an hour. Hopefully, everybody's still with us. Thank you for sticking around. If we're <laughs> if you're enjoying this, appreciate it. Make sure you leave comments down below. Mark Teixeira is not going to get in at all. He's got one vote so far. Um, Omar Vizquel, talk about a guy who's fall from grace from a year ago has been precipitous. He has 42 less votes than he did last year. At this time, he's gone from, he had 50% last year to now he's under 10. And, and in the reality of it is, you said this earlier off air, and I agree with it. He, he could legitimately drop off the ballot. Yeah. As the he way would, he's trending now. Yeah. yeah. He'd yeah. be under 5% and he would, from a guy going on certain Hall of Fame trajectory path to completely off the ballot, uh, all off the field reasons, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, which again is interesting because the you know the character clause is something people latch onto a lot with PEDs. That's right. on the definition slash criteria that a writer should use when they're making their vote. There's a character clause in there. But I think it reads, if I'm correct, their character while they were playing. Yes, while they were on the field playing. Right. Not what they did off the field. They did off the field. And as horrendous as what he did, potentially, I can't remember if it's true, like or if he's just accused of stuff. He was accused of it, yeah. Uh, I, I can't say I know the whole story. I know the gist of it. If what he did was true, it's terrible. 
Mm-hmm. I promise you there's guys in the Hall of Fame now that did way worse stuff than Omar Vizquel. Not that Without that's it. an excuse. That's not like it's okay. No, I, I get what you're saying. It's it, I think the the characters, this character clause, I think they're taking it way too seriously when you want to have the guy's character on the field without a doubt off the field. I, I just can't, I don't know. I mean, some people say, well, what's your limit off the field? I really don't have a limit off the field. I'm just looking at their performance on the field. Um, character on the field could be, I don't know if they fought with their manager or hit an umpire or were just intrusive to the fans or something like that. That was, that's terrible. Well, you know, Roberto but, Alomar did that a lot, and he spit yeah. in the umpire, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. So, but the, I think the character clause is just a little too strict, and I, I think, think people, there's a lot of players from the past that we don't even need to get into that did so many things off the field. Uh, I know. think writers just put too much weight into that one yeah. little phrase within the criteria. And, and again, in no way are we condoning. Omar Vizquel for what he's done post playing days career. I'm not voting for that. I'm not voting if he's a nice guy or a jerk. I'm voting Mm -hmm. for the simple reality of what his performance was like as a baseball player during his time in the major leagues. I still wouldn't vote for Vizquel. I've never been a vote Vizquel. Yeah, you've said that. Yeah, you Believer. Yeah. Um, I think he was an accumulator. I think he just hung around so freaking long. Great shortstop. Uh, no doubt, like generational type talented shortstop, and you. Could, a lot of people use the Ozzie Smith, you know, argument for letting him in because I think he has way more hits and, you know, every offensive statistic he's better than Ozzie Smith. He also played a lot longer than Ozzie Smith. True, but I, you know, he's one of those guys that if he got in, I wouldn't be upset, you know, kind of thing. Also. But the, this is where that whole character thing comes into play. And I, I just think, again, too much weight is given to that. Yeah, it, it's the same with Schilling. It's the same exact thing yeah. with Schilling. Yeah. Like, I don't care what his political views are. You know? I mean, exactly. you, I don't care. I just want to know that would this guy perform at 100% to the best of his ability and represented the game on the field? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people disagree with Kurt Schilling's views. Fine. That's fine. You know. Doesn't mean he's not a Hall of Famer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The last guy I want to discuss is Billy Wagner. He is, other than Jeff Kent, Billy Wagner is the other guy that I don't get. (laughs) At all. I don't get it. Why such little support? There's, there's, you know, kind of this backlash towards closers. I mean, Papelbon's knocking again. He doesn't have any votes. Joe Nathan, another guy not going to ever get in but billy wagner was in a level i think above those guys yeah and the fact that he's you know he's at 48 percent, which is essentially where he's been the last few years around that 40 to 50 percent era you know range Mm -hmm. billy wagner should be a hall of famer in my opinion uh i think he deserves it what is he third or fourth all time in saves i think um He's second all time as for a left hander, so he's only I think one or two saves behind the guy. It's first is John Franco. Gotcha. Uh, but he, he, I made the argument. I think he's the greatest left handed closer of all time. Who's better than Billy Wagner? All yeah. the other closers are right handed. And I certainly think he was better than John Franco, even though Franco has more absolutely. Saves. 
Yeah. Wagner was dominant. I mean, dominant during yeah. his peak. Insane. So I, I would certainly vote for Wagner. And he's, you know, he's gained a few votes this year, but he's not going to get in during his, he, he's one of those guys that's going to go to the era committee and I think get in yeah. pretty quickly when he's eligible during the era committees. Uh, Billy Wagner is sixth in saves. Okay, sixth. Gotcha. Yeah. He's so, only t- t- he's two saves behind John Franco. Mariano's ahead of him, obviously. Um, who else is ahead of him? Uh, Mariano, Trevor Hoffman, uh, Lee Smith. Here's a surprise. Francisco Rodriguez is fourth. K-Rod. Or is it K-Rod? And, yeah. Yeah. John Franco and then Billy Wagner. But Billy Wagner's ahead of all these other guys that are in, such as Goose Gossage, you know, Raleigh Fingers, uh, Bruce Eckersley. Eckersley. Yep. It's uh, it's interesting. The, I think the relief pitchers in general are just not given credit for what they brought, brought to the game and contributed exactly. to the history and all that. I think and, I think as the game is changing now with the bullpen is, is becoming more of a factor, they're going to start to look back at these guys. They're like, wow, you know? Yeah. They were a key factor. That could definitely happen. So, well, man, that was a lot of discussion. and It goes by like five minutes for me. I know. <laughs> I know you guys are going to have things you – adamantly vehemently disagree with us absolutely put it down i i want to read all the comments i want to read all the opinions you're not wrong i'm not right i'm not wrong you're not right it's just we can be different and it's okay we can find some common ground i bet there are some players we agree on there might be some players we disagree on and uh ray and i agree on a lot we have a few differences but there was only two players we disagreed on was uh, Manny Ramirez and A-Rod. That's it. And Vizquel. I think you're a Vizquel guy. I wouldn't vote for him this year. Uh, I I moved it over to Wagner because I didn't yeah. have Wagner last year, but I, I'd rather see Wagner. Well, Ray, tell everybody, you know, where they can find you on the YouTube. Okay. Well, my channel's called Ray from Philly. And uh, – you can find me there on YouTube. I've been on since the end, towards the end of 2015. So I'm in my seventh year. Wow. Time flies, man. Yeah. Well, you're a great advocate for the hobby. You're a great uh, person in this community. And I, I really appreciate you and what you bring. And well, thank you. I'm talking to you about Hall of Fame. Like, that's just <laughs> like us breathing, right? Um, Hope to see everyone in Atlantic City this year at the National. Yeah, I'm, we've never met, you and I. We've never met. People are like, you guys never met? No. No, never met you. We're going to meet, obviously, in Atlantic City. So uh, we'll, we'll end it here. You know, we've been going okay. over an hour. So if you're still, again, if you're still with us, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Again, provide Peace. comments. And uh, you all take care. And as always, keep collecting. See you real soon. See you guys.